Do you own real estate? Then if so, then you need to be aware of the tax consequences of selling your real estate in today's marketplace, especially with the type of properties that you might have. I'm your host, Carlton Dennis. Welcome back to Taxes Made Simple. And in today's video, I'm going to be breaking down everything you need to know about selling your rental property. What are the tax consequences? What is depreciation recapture? What type of capital gains are you gonna be faced with? I'm gonna be focusing on depreciation recapture taxes for a majority of this video, but I want you to understand the tax consequences and how to avoid them if you're someone who has rental real estate. So let's get started. First thing is first, is what is depreciation? Before we start talking about depreciation recapture taxes, we need to quickly go over what is depreciation. Depreciation is when a rental property declines in value over time. Properties decline in value as time goes on because of the general wear and tear and issues like water leaks, holes in the roof, appliances and wiring becoming outdated and worn out. There are many different factors that can lower a property's value over time. And because properties tend to decline in value over time, if repairs are not made to them, the IRS gives, gives real estate investors a special deduction to help them offset some of the costs of real estate depreciation. This deduction is known as depreciation deduction. So if you're a real estate investor, you could potentially qualify for the real estate depreciation deduction just by turning any property into an investment property. Criteria to qualify for real estate depreciation is as follows. Number one, you must own the property and not be renting it or borrowing it from someone else. You must be the owner. Number two, you must use the property for an income producing purposes. You have to be renting it out. And number three, the property needs to have useful life, after which point depreciation would render it useless. For example, a house has a useful life, but a piece of land does not because land does not depreciate. The useful life of the property that's built must be longer than one year. So how much do you get to deduct on your tax returns? Well, the IRS views the useful life of a residential property to be 27 and a half years. This means that every single year you own your investment property, you get to take a depreciation deduction over the course of 27 and a half years. That means you can deduct 3.636% of the cost you bought the property for over the course of 27 and a half years. On the 28th year, you can deduct 1.81% of the property's cost, and after the 27 and a half years expires, the property is considered to be fully depreciated, and you cannot claim the real estate depreciation deduction on your tax return for that property anymore. So, what happens when you sell the property then? This is where things get extremely interesting. When you sell rental property, whether it is five years after you bought the property, 10 years after you bought the property, or 20 years after you bought the property, you have to pay a tax on the depreciation that you have claimed as a deduction throughout the ownership period of you owning the property. The process is known as depreciation recapture. And understanding depreciation recapture is essential if you wanna reduce your tax bill. The IRS uses depreciation recapture as a tool for taking back some of the money that you were able to claim in deductions over the years in which your property was being rented out. With depreciation recapture, it's sort of like the IRS saying, hey, remember when I saved you tons of money by giving you this deduction over here for your building's value? Well, since you sold property, now it's time to pay me that back. And the way that depreciation capture works for rental property real estate is that when you sell your property, IRS form 4794 is used to report depreciation recapture and the total gain or profit from the sale of the property. The IRS taxes money that is recaptured from depreciation deduction as ordinary income tax rates up to a limit of 25%. Then there's capital gains tax on the actual gain, which is either at 0, 15, or 20%, depending on your tax bracket. 
So here's a quick example of calculating depreciation recapture taxes. Okay, so let's say you have an investment property that you deducted $100,000 worth of depreciation over a period of time, but now you're ready to sell the property. So in this circumstances, if you sold the property, the IRS would tax you on that $100,000 that you deducted as depreciation at ordinary income tax rates. So the maximum amount of taxes that you would have to pay for depreciation recapture is as high as 37%, okay? So that would be as high as $37,000. Now, you would owe that $37,000 based on the tax bracket that you fall into. If you fall into the 24% tax bracket, then you owe around 24,000. You fall into the 22% tax bracket, then you owe close to around 22% based on the amount of money you're taxed in each bracket. So after you pay the IRS for depreciation recapture taxes, you are free to keep the rest of the money that you make from the sale of the property. But if there are any capital gains left over and you pay the depreciation recapture taxes, you still have to pay the capital gains taxes on your profits from the sell. The number one thing I get asked, is there any way to avoid paying depreciation recapture taxes? A lot of real estate investors want to avoid paying depreciation recapture taxes because they feel like it cancels out a lot of the benefit that they would have received by being able to claim depreciation and then being able to sell their real estate down the road. Some investors go as far as to move into the property that they invested in and use it as a primary residence for two out of the five years of ownership just so they can avoid some of the capital gains tax and reduce some of the depreciation recapture taxes by getting an exclusion. This is because these taxes only have to be paid when the property is sold. However, while this could seem like a good idea to some people, the depreciation recapture taxes will still have to be paid when the property is eventually sold. So this is not a good strategy for avoiding paying depreciation recapture taxes. However, even though using your investment property as a primary residence might give you some benefits if you're staying in it for two out of the last five years of ownership, you'll get 250,000 or a half a million dollar exclusion on capital gains taxes, you're still subject to the recapture taxes of depreciation unless you decide to postpone them indefinitely using a 1031 exchange. What is a 1031 exchange? Well, and a 1031 exchange is a tax rule that states that if a real estate investor takes the reinvested money from the sale of a rental property into the purchase of another like-kind property within 180 days, then both the capital gains taxes and the depreciation recapture taxes can be postponed until the new property is sold. <laughs> this rule is so highly advantageous to real estate investors that I, I, I smile every time I think about it because 1031 exchanges over the years have been the way the wealthy have stayed wealthy. It's a way to constantly avoid taxes. There is actually a saying in the real estate community regarding 1031 exchanges. It's called swap until you drop. And this saying references the fact that if you're a real estate investor, you can actually keep performing 1031 exchanges indefinitely until the day you die. There is no limit to how many you can perform, and as long as the properties involved in the exchanges are in the United States, you will be set on constantly using this strategy year over year. One of the best parts about the swap until you drop strategy is that when you die, the capital gains taxes and depreciation recapture taxes that have been accumulated all of this time over your lifetime will be passed on to your heirs, but they won't pay taxes due to step up in basis. 
Because so many real estate investors are using real estate to build generational wealth through the 1031 exchange, many real estate investors will take it upon themselves to establish a revocable living trust, which is a form of asset protection to allow for these properties to be passed on to their heirs without the capital gains and depreciation recapture being factored in. The heirs get to receive the property based on the fair market value on the date of death of the owner of the property. To summarize this, rental properties, guys, are highly beneficial not only for generating cash, but for reducing your taxes over the lifetime of you earning money. You can make substantial passive income while you're alive. In addition to generating passive income from rental properties, you have the ability to pass on that wealth to your heirs. The IRS allows 100% of the property costs to be depreciated over the course of 27 and a half years for residential property. This amounts to roughly 3.636% of the purchase price being deducted every single year until the property reaches its full depreciation. While deducting depreciation costs is great, you do have to pay depreciation recapture taxes if you decide to exit the game of real estate, as well as capital gain taxes when you sell the property. Depreciation taxes are taxes on the amount of money you claimed in depreciation deductions over the years of renting the property. The tax rate you pay for depreciation tax is taxed at ordinary income tax rates based on your income level. Now, if you do not want to pay depreciation recapture taxes, if you do not want to pay capital gains taxes, every time you sell an investment property, you can reinvest the money from the property into a new asset via the 1031 exchange strategy. A 1031 exchange allows you to postpone both capital gains taxes and the depreciation recapture taxes as long as you buy a like-kind property within 180 days. Some people keep performing 1031 exchanges until the day that they're going to die, and they'll escape capital gains taxes and depreciation recapture taxes for their rental properties. Their heirs are not obligated to pay the accumulated capital gains and depreciation recapture taxes when they take control of the property. They start fresh. They get branded depreciation at the fair market value of the property on the date of death. So guys, building wealth will 100% happen for me through real estate and I want it to happen for you through real estate as well. But the most important things that you have to understand is the game of real estate. And a part of the game is understanding depreciation recapture. A part of the game is understanding 1031 exchanges. A part of the game is leveraging depreciation to offset your ordinary income. I hope you enjoyed this video. You can find the link in the description on exactly how to get in touch with me to go over these types of strategies or how to communicate with my team to go over these types of strategies. You're more than welcome to look at the training I have below that goes over how I'm leveraging depreciation for regular W-2 1099 employees so they can offset their W-2 and 1099 income by building a real estate portfolio. If that's something that interests you, feel free to visit the links below. If you're not ready, I'll see you on the next video. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to having another discussion with you about how we can use real estate to avoid taxes strategically. Cheers.